Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Hey everybody, welcome to The Voices in Our Heads My name's Christina Hutchinson, and I'm the voice in your head Real quick before we get to the episode uh, if you're in Philadelphia, February 6th to the 8th, I'm going to be headlining Helium Comedy Club, and I want to sell those out, so you should buy tickets, christinahutchinson.com. Um, I'm here with Justin Silver. Hi. Justin Brett Silver. Yeah. I love that your middle name's Brett. It's so douchey, right? Yeah, it's kind of douchey. My mom was like, you know what? In case you become a famous actor, you could just change it to Justin Brett, so I gave you, I wanted to undo your name. Justin Brett. That's like that's like uh, Mary Jo. But for douches, Southern. douche dudes. Yeah. Justin Brett. Hi. <laughs> so wait, what were you telling me? No, I was just reading, I was going to read DMs between me and Chris Stefano, which are- What a handsome fella. He is. He's so handsome. Yeah. They're just me and him uh, sexualizing each other. Oh, each other? Oh, that's, I thought you were going to say sexualizing other girls. Justin. Bro, I'm DTF you. What do I have to do? Drink a smoothie? Fix Giannis's hair? Tell me. Chris. I want to swallow your knish. Justin, now we're talking. Me with a picture, me with a, of wow, a video. Wow, we have the same conversations. <laughs> Chris and I have the same conversations Do as you, you and Chris, yeah. Uh, me kissing a dog. Chris, try this again and see if I don't come on your eyelashes. Justin, oh, I just eyelashes. squirted. Oh, I'm so into you, Chris. Guy, I'm posting your DM so everyone knows the truth. Do you know how much money we make as a gay sex act? Your hair, my abs, our charming personalities, and Kegel flexation? Millions, homie. Wow. Did this podcast start yet? Oh, it did. Oh. We're on it. <laughs> Oh my God! So I, so we just finished a week of shows in San Diego. You and I. Yeah, you and I. I brought Justin out. I wanted him to feature for me, and I wanted it to be somebody I knew, and I wanted it to be a guy, a fiery man, because I feel like that's a good energy to open for me. I think so. Because a lot of people who come to my shows, I'm now learning, because I'm like, what's my separate audience like versus Karen and I's audience? Yeah. Um, still really hot single young chicks. Oh my God. <laughs> Were they? <laughs> They're so hot, and They're so I hot. and I and I really and so nice, so not good people. Yeah. They're really good people. Yeah, smart. First of all, th- to everybody who came out to the shows in San Diego, thank you so much. I I didn't know what to expect, and when we got there on Thursday, when we got to the club, panic attack. I had a little panic because. I was about 20 minutes before the show started and there was only 10 people in the room and this yeah. club holds 150 or 200, I think. No, I was like, yeah, I felt like it was 200, 200. 220 maybe. And I was like, no one's going to come to my party. I like felt so rejected and I was so scared because I re- I worked hard to promote the shows, but yes. I just wasn't, you don't know. Despite Instagram's difficult entanglements. I know. They, well, turns out they wouldn't let me promote this post that was a flyer of the show. I very specifically didn't put any curse words or sexual innuendos. That was mm. hard for me. But the caption was really really big and i learned that if there's too much text in a caption and you're trying to promote the post that they're, they're gonna be like you're being a pervert and here's what we learned too much text is semblant to using the word cunt i guess uh, i just should have said cunt and then that's it <laughs> that would have been funny um but, but but you gave me a good pep talk yes and i really appreciated that because i really was sad i was like oh no no one's gonna come to these shows i fucking why did i do this why did i agree to do five shows instead of three mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then when i got out on stage there was like 50 people in the crowd and i was like oh okay and fine. then sold out the, next, the other all, shows yeah all sold out yeah for, the next the four shows part. were either sold out or like 10 tickets away from selling out it's great so i was so glad you gave me that pep talk because yeah, i got welcome. down for no reason yeah but everybody you know 
you're living your craft and your art and something you're passionate about and it's your first time out on your own. Yeah. Who wouldn't, you know, something yeah. you care about. Who wouldn't, you know, there's yeah. a lot of pressure on that. Who, a wouldn't lot feel of pressure. that? Who wouldn't feel that way? And then Thursday night was after the shows, we went and played pool. That was fun. It yeah. was like a chill night. And yeah. then Friday night We went bananas We went fucking nuts man We went bananas And Greg Santos a Who's a comedian in Los Angeles dude. What a fun guy He hosted for us When Corinne and I did This comedy club back Last year And I loved him And he's he's single now I learned that immediately when I went in the green room. Not he didn't blurt it out. I just asked him, and um, and I was like, "Man, you he guys are going to get." He the door and started masturbating in front of us. Yeah, and I was like, "What is this, Louis again? You got to have a special out before you do that." He was really funny. He's so funny, and smart, funny, like really good host. Great host, great energy. Yeah, the three of us were very compatible together. Like yes. just have Greg, then you, then me. It was great. And I did well. The first night I had to do forty. I had to do forty-five minutes all the shows, but I was like. <laughs> In the middle of my set on Thursday, 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, I'm like done, right? And I look down, I'm like, no, you got 25 more minutes, girl, shit. And I was drowning a little bit, but it was, it was, I worked it out. And now I feel really comfortable doing 45 minutes. Can I say? You can. Publicly here. Oh, yeah. Tell the world. How proud I am of you. Thanks. And I mean this because I care about you and love you. And we're still not banging. We're not banging. We're not That's banging. what this episode is going to be called. We're not banging. Um, but I watched the arc of it from the first night yeah. until the last night. Your comfort grew. The jokes got tighter. Mm -hmm. Little notes that I was watching from the back. Hey, like, you know, you were Which, Thank you for watching me. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, of course. You would do the same for me. And I just felt honored, first of all, that I went with you because it's nice. Because, well, first of all, I love spending time with you. We have such a great time together. So fun. But also creatively, like working together, like, you know, from the show we have in New York and now like going on the road together. It's just it's just nice to be a part of that process. And I trust you and I know you trust me. So yeah. it was really nice to just watch the arc of that and how much more comfortable you got. And that those Saturday shows, there was just a flow to them and an ease mm -hmm. and a relaxation and just a sort of when you're able to get out of your head and just get up there and start playing a little bit. That's it, the that's, key. That's when it's the most fun. And yeah. you can see how receptive those crowds were. And they were they were great. They, they were, were great. so good. That Saturday early show, it's so nice when you can like, when the joke lands and then there's like, you're just wait, like you just have so much time until that laughter dies and you could just sort of play with where you're going to go next instead of feeling like you have to have your foot on the gas the whole time, you know? That is one of the best feelings in the entire world yeah. is when you're waiting for the laugh to die down to get to the back of the room and you're just like dancing on stage. Or you're talking over over it yeah. to keep it in the air. Yeah, to keep the energy up. It, they're, they're, those are ones where it's like you can lose them intentionally just uh -huh. to bring them back. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was so fun. And then Friday night, we were like, we're going to go to a strip club. And Greg was like, I'm in. And we went... And it was, man. And we there brought were, a lot of the audience with us. We did. We went to Pacers. I'm the kind of person, I, I know when Corinne and I are out on the road, she usually tends to be a little more private and doesn't want to like hang out with everybody after the show because she's introverted. She's, yeah. you know, I think that's normal, really. Um, but I'm like, oh, this is just my show. So I make the rules of whatever I want. I'm like, let's tell everybody we're going to the strip club after. We went to Pacers. Yes. Shout out to Pacers in San Diego. A lot of fun. They, dude, those chicks were gorgeous. I love strip clubs so much. I will say, though, there was a lot of women uh, attendees at the mm -hmm. strip club. The bathroom at the strip club, the strippers had a separate bathroom because there was no, every time I went to the bathroom, there was no strippers. There was only one stall in the women's bathroom. I was like, you guys, it's 2019. Chicks are going to strip clubs. Step it up. Yeah. Um, I, I was paying zero attention to the strippers and, as much more attention to the company we were with because we had such a nice fun crew of attractive people with yeah, us. Yeah, we did. We uh, really we did, like, yeah. Oh. And, and there was this one girl, I'm not going to name her. I hope she doesn't mind that I'm talking about it. But um, 
I thought it was really interesting that one of the girls that was with us, there was like 10 or 12 girls with us. Yeah. One of the girls- And some she, fellas. Yeah, and there were some dudes too. Uh, she was so beautiful. Uh, she was like striking. I noticed her like when, when we all got to the table. I'm like, she's so Yeah, she's really pretty yeah. and really sweet. And she had never been to a strip club before. And I was so happy to see her at the first. Like her face just looked shocked the whole time, but in a very cute way. And uh, and then she was telling me by the end of the night, she was bummed over this guy, Justin. I'm sorry about that. I don't that. care. It's fine. Sorry, I got a kid in the trunk. <laughs> That's an Italian oh. joke. Whenever his phone goes off, he goes, sorry, I got a kid in the trunk. He goes, I got to give my mom an insulin shot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she was telling me towards the end of the night, we were there for like, what, two hours, two and a half hours, probably? Uh, I, yeah, that's about right. Everything she, closes so fucking early. Which I was glad over. I know you were. Because it's like, look, I want, because I have FOMO. I was telling you this. I have FOMO. And when things are open till four and everybody stays out till four, I don't want to go to bed early. No, you're never the first one out. I know. So I, know. I was glad that we all were forced to go home at two. Yeah. But at, towards the end of the night, we've been drinking. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me about a situation with this guy that was, he was just terrible to her. Just yes. terrible trash. Mm-hmm. Just truly so unkind. A shithead. Yeah, and uh, and her friend had her purse, was like keeping her purse and keeping the phone away from her, being a really good friend the whole night. And she was like, yeah, she texted me some lines from the breakup episode of Guys We Fucked as like quotes for, and that like kept me going. And she's like, I really want to text this guy. And I got mad at her. I got really mad at her. I don't think I showed it, but uh, because I do that. And got so, mad for her. I got mad for her, but I also got mad at her because I was really secretly getting mad at myself. I see. Right? Yes. And this guy that I've been wanting to, I'm not, the, the desire to text him is fading. It's very exciting. Yeah. And I feel like, go, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. It goes at its own pace, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It's like this thing. It's like a wave. I, I'll say to listeners, I was showing, my cognitive behavioral therapist, Rob, showed me this thing about like invasive thoughts, and it could be anything. If it's like an exit you're obsessing over, like some financial thing you're obsessing over, and like you so want to push those thoughts away because they're just so intrusive and burdensome, Yeah, there's this thing called the unwelcomed party guest, where in, and it's a mm. cartoon, it's an animated cognitive behavioral help thing, c- cognitive behavioral help thing that's on YouTube where it shows this person having a party, and then they Send have Send me that this, link. I'm going to put on the resources of the web. I certainly will. They had uh, they show this unwelcome party guest name. I think his name is Ralph, and he's like a close talker, and he's disgusting, and he smells, and he farts. <laughs> and no matter what you do to Ew. not get him to, to kick him out of the party, he'll crawl back in the window or do whatever. So they have, and it's sort of a it's it's an analogy for your intrusive thoughts. And it's basically like, well, what if you just welcomed him in, let him be there, tell everybody he's going to be there, and yeah. just kind of just let him do his thing and let him be there, and not pushing against the thing that you're resisting. Like I find for me personally, is the thing that allows it to just take its course or yeah. at least compartmentalize it while you're going through something. Yeah, which is something we were talking about the other day. So. That's so important. Yeah. And I, I was actually telling that because I think we had this conversation before that night. I was telling that girl, I'm like okay you want to text him uh, sit in that sit in wanting to text him it's okay to want to text him like you're a human being it's fine but uh but then tomorrow when you wake up if you still want to text him i wasn't sure if i should have said this but i was like if you still want to text him do it and she's like i'm not gonna want to text him i'm like exactly because you know you shouldn't yeah so that made me feel good i gave her good advice can i say something else also say whatever you want uh, we had a lot of fun this weekend which um it was also nice and you got those those nice messages from those fans and how touched you were on the ride back from 
Oh my God, I was crying. From San Diego to LA, which is where we are now. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I did a lot this weekend was cry because I was so happy. Right. That's so weird. Yes. Well, I think it's because I'm not hopped up on methamphetamine or amphetamine mm. that I, I, I it gives you more room to feel your feelings. Yeah, and you got so much good coming through right now. I do. You and do. it's I love crying of joy. I, I enjoy that feeling. Um, And I do it. Not rarely. It's not rare, but I was doing it a lot. Oh, my God. Got some gratitude in your attitude. <laughs> exactly. But when we were at the strip club, you were canoodling. Greg was canoodling. And it made me so happy. And I was like, man, everyone around me is getting laid. I love canoodling and getting I'm, laid. Yeah, you, well, you're good at it. You got good game. <laughs> and uh, But I felt, usually, I guess if I was in a more vulnerable, shaky state, I, that would have upset me because I would have felt more just alone. Like, well, I would have, that would have been another thing I would have thrown back at myself. Like, mm-hmm. wow, Christina, everyone's getting fucked except you. But it made me so happy and it made me happy I wasn't getting fucked because you girl got to take a second. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Then when it, then the next one will be a little bit more, you'll feel it more. It's I like my so. diet. Pizza's so much better when you lay off it for a month. That's true. Well, this book, uh, Corinne and I talk about on Guys We Fuck, but it's called Getting To I Do. Oh, I read some of it by the pool. You did. The title, really. I really want her to rename it. Marion Williamson. Yeah, Marion Williamson has some great tips and tricks, but uh, it basically describes the male and female dynamic, and there's a masculine and feminine energy in each yes. relationship, and one person, no matter if you're the woman or the man, or if it's two men, two women, whatever, but for a bond to really like work and for you to like ride the wave and really surf it, uh, somebody has to take on the feminine energy and somebody has to take on the masculine energy. Or a combination of both if it's like 70-30. Exactly. Like kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the feminine energy, in a nutshell, is if you're the feminine energy, you want your feelings cherished. And if you're the masculine energy, you want your ideas respected. Mm. And I first read that and I was like... I want my feelings cherished and my ideas respected and fuck you and I don't need no man but I want a man. It's just like feminism kind of fucks us up a little bit. Well, you know, it's interesting. There's like, if I can pontificate on this of a little bit. Of course you can pontificate. There's like, I feel like there's all, like I'm, uh, feminism so much is sewn into the fabric of my being in childhood because I was like raised by a single mom and my grandma was like a Holocaust survivor and then I had my two sisters. So for me, it's like when there's like the chest beating feminism, which is almost like a reaction to like, you know, the patriarchy. Yeah. Yes. And then there's sort of the more balanced. There's someone who's more comfortable with themselves where they don't feel the need to be like, you know, wear the like, you know, the feminist t-shirt on so much. Right. And it's a little bit more, it's just, it's just sort of who they are. They don't feel the need to prove it so much. Like I have so many powerful female friends who, you know, run, um, um, what was I gonna say? Um, Hedge funds, yeah, oh, and wow. who are just huge in business I you were say, and like the a makeup arts. Company. <laughs> no, huge in business and the arts, and and like they just don't feel the need to like you know show off in any kind of way or peacock yeah. in any way. Men do the same exact thing. It's like you know, so so I feel like there's there's different sort of tones of that, but yeah. like you know, I feel like you have a such a you have a very good masculine feminine balance, but you're certainly not like. You know, you're not like ninety ten feminine. Yeah. Mas- you're not. You're well, just you're in the middle. The author is talks about like everybody's masculine at work, so that I was like, okay, that makes sense. Everybody, regardless of who you are, the, every, work is just a masculine thing, mm-hmm. and every person has their masculine and feminine energy. So yeah. it's like, where do you tap in in what areas? And uh, but then one of the things that got me with this book because I was like, some of the shit she said, I highlighted and I would write down like, fuck that shit <laughs> in the book. And uh, but she was like a real woman. If you're a feminine energy woman, you know when to leave. And I was like, that's the missing element. Oh, keep I going gotta know on when that. to leave. Yeah. So like that last guy that I was seeing, that I was truly. She goes into explaining the oxytocin addiction. Oh that, my god. That everybody feels, but women bond through sex. Men bond through other shit. 
Hmm. Well, yeah. No, wait. Do I have my book on me? No, it was real. Oh, that's my cigarettes. I'm gonna quit. I'll quit vaping. Will you? Justin does this thing, and it's so interesting. I'm to so me. weird. I don't judge you. I just I'm I'm really curious you about it. Judge me. I'm fucking I judgeable. Don't. No, no. Everybody no, judges all everybody yeah, all the time. Yeah, we're all like, shut I the don't fuck judge up. you. I don't think you should be killed for it. But I'm judging everybody all the time. I'm sorry. But like you'll get vapes and you don't want to be vaping and you'll throw away the vape so that you have to buy another one. It's like you're punishing yourself. It's not. But you're a Jew and you hate wasting money. So I'm I curious. I hate wasting money. <clears throat> yeah. I'm a fucking not really with the vapes thrift. I feel like. Um, no, you know what it is. I hit the vapes and then I get so sick of them and I'm like, if I keep it in the house, I'm gonna keep hitting it. So I throw it away and then like hours later, it's like I want another. I'd rather just buy another one. Yeah. You know, but I used to smoke cigarettes and it was the same thing. I'd buy a pack, smoke two, throw the pack away. And that that's, uh, a, and then, you know, what? like in terms, in terms of self-acceptance, I'm a psychopath like that. I'm sorry. Well, that's not, I don't think that's a psychopath behavior. I just think that's how some people deal with a vice. Yeah. That's not how I personally deal with a vice. I actually have to have the thing around and know that I am in control and I'm choosing not to do it. Like I'll have Adderall pills in my desk and I need to know that they're there. And if I wanted to do it, I could. If I gave myself just a hard line in the sand, mm-hmm. I would I would be back to it. But it's not a hard line in the sand because I'm going to go back and buy the other one. It's sort of right. here, here. It's like it's like here. You play with the you play with it, and I I don't know. I have to like tease myself or something. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's kind of like food in my refrigerator. Like if there's a if there's a ton of junk food, I'm going to eat it. So yeah, that's why yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's just not there. Yeah, it's not yeah. that I'm not going to go to the if I really want it. Like I'll go to the deli and get some shit. Yeah, that's you know? wise. But no, so no, it's not okay. wise for my pocket. I mean. Well, well, not for your pocket. Um, okay. Read oh, some Marion. Yeah, Williams. let's let's some read some Marion Williams. And Getting now to I do. It is storytelling time. How men fall in love and how women share love. Mm. Ready for this? I've never been more ready for this. Only a masculine man falls in love. A feminine woman doesn't. And I read that. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm listening. She must already be in love with herself. Ooh, wise words. Hmm. A woman, if a woman has uh, been well-loved by her father, which I was like, all right, uh, she will be in love with herself. Yeah. And I don't, I think I'm in love with myself. I think you love yourself. I, I love myself. Am I in love with myself? I don't know. I think I'm great. I think I... It, How do you know if you're in love with yourself? I think she means love yourself. She says in love with yourself, though. But okay, she continues. Then, when a man proposes to her, she will be able to consider how and what he can add to her life, which I like that. If she can do better by herself, she will say no, thank you. But if she can, uh, but if he can add to her life, she simply shares the love she has for herself with him. Mm-hmm. Now, when you fall in love with a woman, do you feel that? Do you feel like that's what's happening? Um, well, there's two things. Some, I, and I learned this last year. This was right after I did the episode of Guys We Fuck with You, where I felt like. I thought that if you have all the feels for somebody, then mm, yeah. you then you construct everything to work around that because oh my god, I have this connection with someone. Yeah, and then I, I too. And then what I realized is there was like there was a hole in my self esteem that I needed to mend that was saying like oh, th- I guess you know uh, this is good enough because it fills this space, right? Yeah. And then I re- and then I spent like the past year, and I mean honestly, like this whole past year, like working on my self-esteem and i mean by like taking actions like you can't think yourself into right action you can only act yourself into right thinking like putting wait what say that again you can't think yourself into right actions you can only act yourself into right thinking oh that's that hurts that's so true 
it's true. It's like what you're yeah. doing right now by resisting, you know, yeah, with the guy yeah, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're act, you're 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 acting yourself into right thinking, and that's why those that the voice in your head is fading. Oh about my that. god! Right? Yeah. So so I spent yeah. the past year like really like working on my self esteem and putting actions in my life and getting rid of like getting rid of uh, relationships with people that weren't serving me and just finding things of real value, whether they're yeah. like money making or not, and being like this is like just constructing the things that are going to make me feel like I'm in alignment and yeah. as a result i'm like man i really like love the life that i live of course there's room for improvement like but right it now is, yeah. i'm like now i'm ready to share this with somebody yeah and the idea of like contorting myself to stand in some position that doesn't feel natural because i have the feels for somebody is not something i would even consider doing yeah which a year ago i would have done would that. have done that so that's yes. interesting and then this this part i highlighted and started and i put arrows next to it a man and stickers a man cannot fall in love with a woman who is not already in love with herself a woman who loves a man better than herself risks an addictive obsession in which she loses herself completely in service to his narcissistic ego yep damn dude and then that makes me think wait is any guy capable of being a narcissist if the woman kind of just bends over and takes it i think so because i don't I don't know if it's really the guy's job. One of the things I was really upset about with the last guy, I was like, he was so careless with my heart. Yeah. But I have to be careful with my own heart first. Yeah. And then you imply how you want to be treated. And if that's not how you're getting treated, you go, peace. You know what helped me a lot with that? What? The, like, you, for example, and then my friend, Nicole, who, like, whenever I'm going into an interaction with a woman, I'll be like, I'll ask, like, what, I, to, I, everybody has blind spots. So I'll be like, hey, like, how does the situation seem? And then I can get the female perspective because what yeah. women will do is they'll do this thing where they'll hold on and you'll be clear with them about like, what you're capable of. And they yeah. say, oh, okay, I'm fine with that. But really, really, they're just th sitting double parked thinking that you'll change your mind or that the That's exactly what this book says. Right, and, that, and that the situation is going to somehow adjust and mind. then they get mad and then they hold you accountable. I'm like, listen, yep. but, but, but having that argument back with them be like well I told the, what a guy normal guy would do would be like well I told you that you know I just wanted something casual this or that what I learned was to be like wait a second don't ex I can't expect a woman to think the way a man would and agree with that and so when I like I bounce it off my female friends and they're like she's tap dancing for you a little bit and I'm like yeah. hey I don't like I don't feel like this is like a healthy thing and you're that's good at hard to do I, yeah I try to be you're good at you're good at setting your intentions or making your intentions known at the very beginning thank you even when you don't like you know obviously when you don't know what the thing could be you don't know what your intentions are yet right but like when you do you're really good at putting that in front because what what a lot of chicks do and I am one of those chicks is be if I'm so giving there's already a spark between us. Okay, mm -hmm. great. So if I'm really giving, he's going to love me. And then when he doesn't, you get so mad at the guy. Yeah, because you're like, why fault. aren't they seeing how awesome I am? Or yeah. why am I good enough? And you Men girl, do the same thing. Men do the same I thing. I mean, I love looking for someone to blame. Woo, that's fun. Yeah. But, but the only person to blame is yourself. It's like that they always say in the four agreements. They're like, most people, like people are, you, you can't ever look at what people say they're going to do. You have to look at their actions. Because so many people are speaking out of their... Um, they're they're speaking out of sometimes what they wish they could do, or they're practicing working on something. Yeah, that's what and I do. Who yeah. knows if they're gonna if they're succeeding at it or not? Like a yeah. lot, they're speaking out of their best intentions a lot of time, but that's not always in alignment with where they're actually at and what they're capable of. Yeah. And so I learned to like I listen to what people say, and then I pay really close attention. I'm like, but let's see what they do. Well, so that's another interesting thing that she says in this fucking book is like, I, and I used to think I look back at like the last thing, the last guy that I dated, mm -hmm. and he it was a lot of it was about about him 
but she actually the the Marianne Williamson in this book says like let him do the talking let him do t- let him pick where you're gonna go if if yeah. the guy's a masculine and the woman's a feminine energy and then you just sit back and observe to see if you even want to be part of that because one of the things that my therapist said to me and I'm working with a therapist that specializes in trauma and she knows the fucked up bonds that I had with parents early on in life and mm-hmm. so she gets how I she gets how I roll but she I was so upset over this this guy and she's like Christina did you even take a second to to ask yourself like do I want to be with him and I was like you know what no <laughs> like really no I didn't I just went for it because the connection was there right and then and then and then if I may propose, then then a lot of times it's like you know this person too, and you've been there when we hang out. You're sure. like the only friend. You're like the closest friend I have that like knew him well. Sure, and would hang out with us. But then I feel like the natural thing to do is then what happens is you're operating out of your the fear of rejection mm-hmm. is the thing that's taking place, and you're like trying to catch. It. You're trying to you're wrangling with that through this other person, and that dance which has less to do with them. Yeah. it's got nothing to do with them. Hundred percent. I is, just don't want to be rejected. Yeah. Because I, when I was a child and I would do a tap dance for my mom, I'm like, you you have to love me and feed me and clothe me and shelter me because I'm doing all these things. And that's how I learned to bond with men. Yeah. Ouchies. Mm. I have the same shit with my family, you know? I'm curious. I wonder, like, uh, when people talk about the relationship a female has with her father, I always wonder because my, my, my dad, the man who raised me, my dad, who I love, Oh my God, so much. He's, He's awesome. so fucking great. He's just the shit. If I had to pick a dad, I would have picked him. Um, but is it fucked up that I'm not biologically related to him? Like, is there some chemical something that there's something missing? But I'm like, Christina, you're taking so. this a little too far. <laughs> I don't think so. Baby bonds. Like, no, he was there from the beginning. Yeah. Of course not. Oh, here's a fun thing. Even worse. Oh, because this, this section is about oxytocin, the love hormone. Ugh. my therapist talks to me about this all the time oh cool so uh-huh. add interject here with his stuff why do feminine energy women have to get a commitment before they have sex with a man because this is what she's recommending doing if, if you want a relationship with a man don't wait wait until the perfect phase is done like three months in to fuck him how i don't know but <laughs> i guess it's you can do I it i mean dude but by the time you fuck Wow. Holy shit. It's going to be amazing. You're going to come a hole through the wall. So why do feminine energy (laughs) women have to get a commitment before they have sex with a man? Because feminine women bond through sex. Masculine men do not. Most liberated sexually active women like Leslie, who slept with Mark the first night they met. This is a person she talks about earlier. Believe they can maintain self-centered control over their emotions after sex. What they don't realize is that casual, non-contracted sex in a normal woman triggers a bonding that verges on physical addiction. Boy, does it ever. This is due to a sexually stimulated hormone called oxytocin, which is a predominant in females and which triggers orgasm. I'm God, a chick, I think. You're a masculine energy guy, though. I am, but I get, I mean, this is, I'm yeah, the Yeah, but same you've had this. casual sex this weekend and you're not like, you're not obsessing or are you i don't know i'm not obsessing yeah so that's what i'm saying if it was me i don't know that i would be obsessing but there'd be something there'd be a pull there'd be a pull yeah i get it uh and then even worse according to marie carmichael phd at stanford university is that women who are sexually aroused by the taste 
touch, sight, smell, and sound of a man can love that man addictively while that man remains physically non-committed. And then I wrote a sad face down there because that's um, compatibility. Oh, chemistry told Leslie she was with the right man and that she should act on this. Compatibility was something she believed she could manipulate by being whatever Mark wanted her to be. She twisted herself into someone who puts his needs, wants, and feelings ahead of hers, thinking that when she really needed his support, he would be a loving reciprocator. And he, Mark wasn't. Mm. Um, uh, as for communication, Leslie began body to body touching and, le- and left talking for later. But when later came, it was too late to say, we are really not compatible. We don't fit together after all because she was strongly bonded to Mark and she suffered addictive symptoms when he began to pull away. Yo, mm-hmm. when a dude pulls away and I don't want him to, I like sense it in my bones and I don't even have to talk to him. He doesn't, he can be in a different state. That's how crazy I get. Like, I don't, well, I use crazy very loose. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, right. <laughs> Over a year of Leslie's time and total separation from Mark's body for her oxytocin rush to subside. Oh, it, t- it took over a year for her total separation from this guy for the oxytocin rush to subside and the bonding to melt. It could take up to two years to break this kind of addiction. So I strongly suggest that for physical, mental, and emotional well-being, you be very careful of whom you let into your body and under what conditions. God damn it! Yeah, it t- fucking Christ. It, it takes. Yeah, I, I can't believe how long that takes. When that when I have chemicals with somebody and I get like mm-hmm. and I'm like all in, I'm like holy shit. Yeah, and like the sex is great and like the connection, like whatever it is, I just get like, fuck, man, it takes me forever to I'm get like, over that. Still, you wake up in the morning, I'm like, still this thought. I'm yeah. like, you gotta be kidding me. But are you rushing yourself? Because remember how I was uh, like a week ago? I was like, I'm still sad over this person, and you were like, Christina, it's been a month, and I'm like, yeah, it's been a month. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't give myself enough time to get over stuff. I, I have to agree with you on I'm that. I'm too hard on myself. I here's the other also thing is like here's the thing also, I'm sorry. Is um You should be I, my best friend is going through this breakup who you know, I talked mm-hmm. Jesse. He's going through this breakup and uh with a with a partner who lunatic yeah just truly he is a great person and she she needs to work on a lot of severe issues and she was just kind of vomiting all of her issues on him in an it seemed in an unfair way i don't know her tango though of course absolutely yeah and so he was feeding into it which i oh i got that but i said to him we were talking and like they were there was a little i was like i don't give a shit if the text is about who gets to keep the dresser that breakup doesn't start until that conversation stops because mm, that rush yeah, of chemicals you get when you text somebody and it's like all that's still there. It's like you're you're looking at every word they say, how they said oh it. Oh my they God, it's so exhausting. It does, the, the relationship, the end of the relationship begins the second the last text is sent, period. Really? That's what I think. Yeah. That's why I'm never the guy, listen, we, we're talking about in terms of like vaping and that kind of thing and the yeah, weird yeah. shit I do. The one thing that I have discipline like because i know i'm i'll go crazy is every bit of social media phone numbers emails i fucking go i delete i say i'm gonna do i'm like i'm removing you i throw every picture away if i have to yeah i mean sometimes i do and then i know i'm over it when like i don't give a shit if i unblock i'm like i don't care yeah i know i'm over when i look back and i'm not mad at the person if i was mad when the thing ended like self-preservation is key like i'm you have to move your life forward and that's a hard thing to do that is a very very difficult endeavor it is a and really i feel like anything endeavor. you have to do to make that uh to make that easier you have to do that yeah yeah one of the lines in this book was like you know you deserve to have your you deserve to protect your own heart i'm like oh man that's a good line yeah what was the thing you told me you should never date somebody you wouldn't want to be didn't you tell me that 
I might have told you that. That's great advice. Okay. I want to be with a partner who's better than me. Hmm. I know in the way you're you saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Just, you know, not like, not Someone like I'm like bowing down you. to them, but just somebody who like can teach me things that I, that would be beneficial. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree with you hundred percent. I miss the dog beach. Oh, Justin them. and I went to the dog beach in San Diego. It is. Oh my God. That's when I, I was crying uncontrollably. So I had to like walk right? away. I had to walk heaven. away. It's heaven on earth. Dogs are better than people. Hmm. I, I, I mean, do- I mean, I've never met a dog that was a cunt. Met cats that were guns. They don't have a prefrontal cortex. They don't have vindictive natures. <sighs> well, I wish I didn't have a prefrontal fucking cortex. I'm telling you, me too. <laughs> telling that was you. really fun. That was so magical. We went. I, I used to live. I used to live in L.A. and I used to drive down to the San Diego Dog Beach and it's basically like all the dogs run free <sighs> and it's like the sun will be going down. You just it's see like them what you think heaven for dogs is. It's unbelievable. It's what you hope heaven for dogs There's is. Hundreds of dogs just running around. They oh say hi to you. They're playing with each other. They're with yeah, each other. It's there great. Were puppies. I'm oh, like, shut the fuck up. Oh, those little uh, blue healer puppies. Yeah. I have. If you go on, on Instagram, I have videos of Christina playing with these cute. Puppies. Oh my good god, they were so cute. And then on Saturday, what did we do? Did we hang out during the day Saturday? I forget what we did. Sat- what did we do on Saturday? We Saturday hung out by the pool. Yeah. Was I we hung out by the pool. We, no, yeah. that Saturday was a dog beach. Yeah, oh yeah, Saturday was a dog beach. And yeah. then those shows were amazing. Those shows were amazing. And then I t- was telling Justin, I forget if I talked about it on here, but uh, I think I did. The pattern app I've talked about. Yes. And it says all of the phases that you're going through currently when you put all of your info in and make a profile. And two of the phases that I was going through were relationship blocks and like shitty relationship. It was like two like wah wah in regards to romantic relationships. So I was kind of keeping my head down uh, until that was over. And Saturday was the first day that the, that was I was no longer in that phase. I take the pattern up a little too literally, but um, it's astrology based, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I mean, you take everything it's with voodoo. a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, it's a magic lady in the sky. Her name's Jesus. Um, and I, you take everything with a grain of salt. But I was like, let's just see if it. Let's just pretend that this is right, and I'm just gonna do this, and, because it's no loss if it if it wasn't right. And but then when we were walking around after the shows, I know like guys were looking at me, like yeah, I you're noticed a hot chick. it. Yeah, but that, I'm telling. But but well, first of all, I think I get annoyed when people say that only because it's like it doesn't. It only matters Sorry. how I see. No, I know this sounds weird. <laughs> I don't know how to articulate this exactly, but it only matters how I see myself. Yes, you know, and I don't always see. Sometimes I see myself as like really beautiful, mm-hmm. and but other times I'm not focused. Like that's just so far in my brain, like away from where I'm trying to. You know, my center. Um, most of the time it is, but. You know, when I'm walking around in public, there's a lot of hot hot guys in San Diego. A yeah. lot of hot guys. A lot of douchebags. But a hundred percent. Oh yeah, one of them tried to step to you. Ah uh, yeah. And he, yeah, what did he say to you? He was he like, like, "What are you scared of me?" He like we were walking back to the hotel. He was like just some big like jockey motherfucker, and he like flexed like like made me flinch. And I'm like, who wouldn't flinch if you did that? And he goes, yeah. Hey, are you scared? I'm like, all right. Yeah, and, and I was just, like, he's not scared. And I was like, Christina, shut up. Anything you start, I got to deal with here. So. You say that, but if he would have gone after you, yes, I would have really enjoyed the opportunity to punch somebody in the face when it was morally acceptable. Yeah, but you know what? Like getting God, into a great. getting to a fist fight. It's like when I'm, we're walking back from the hotel after great shows. I'm gonna I get know. into a, some fist guy, fight with some guy my adrenaline's gonna be all up and it's gonna yeah, be like that's fine yeah you fucking, i'm not have you ever punched guy. anybody in the face plenty of times really yeah when when was the last time you punched somebody in the face in the ring or out out of the ring the ring that doesn't count okay 
Um, a boxing ring? That's what you're supposed to do is punch The last fist fight I got into was, god damn, it was probably, it was a while ago. It was probably 10 years ago. Oh, that is a while it ago. It was a while ago. Nice. But then like guys are like, you know the way we look at it? It's like when two dudes step in, it's like, it's gotta be over some serious shit. One guy's gotta be a real big fucktard. You have to be like, all right, we're gonna do this now. Like, yeah. you know, it's an endeavor. And then yeah, like the yeah, cops yeah. are gonna come and there's like, you, you sort of think through it. Yeah. When you're younger, it's sort of like, I, I got sucker punched in the back of the head <gasps> with a roll of quarters because oh. I was with this girl who broke up with her boyfriend like two weeks earlier and then I was walking home. I was actually walking home from boxing in flip flops to my apartment on 16th and 7th Avenue, and I just felt this fucking clunk in the back of my head. And this, did you lose consciousness? No, Jesus. but I was just like, no. And it was this is an interesting. Thing. I was used to getting hit at that point because I was boxing so much. Uh, but I was just like, what the fuck? And I like, I saw star. You know, you see stars. You yeah. black. Like, I didn't lose consciousness, but you go black for a second. I'm like, what the fuck? And then like this dude standing there, really like a beanpole, like really tall but very skinny, like probably the same weight as me, but like you yeah, know, but six t- four. Tall but, Right. And I'm like, what? And then he didn't know what to do at that point. He's like, okay. So he was well, I didn't like, think you'd turn around. I, I think he just thought like, that's how this goes. He only thought it through to the moment the quarters hit the back of your head. Right. And I was just like, oh. I dropped my bag and I'm like, all right, let's, and this is right in front of my building. <laughs> Good thing you were and boxing. And my doorman's there. And I'm like, all right, let's fucking do this. And yeah. then we beat the shit out of him. And then like- You beat the shit out of him? I beat the shit out of him. And we ended up on his the- quarter, he didn't have his quarters. That's why he couldn't defend himself. I just don't think he knew how to fight or what to do. And yeah. It, he pulled a, a real pussy ass one. He like at one point, like I had him up against this fucking car. Like I, I had him his back on the car, and I'm like on top of him, like yeah. smack. Ooh, that's hot. And he grabbed my fucking balls and started squeezing them. Like what's <laughs> like f- a chick? He like fights a like a chick. Fucking chick. And then I just <laughs> and then I swear to like the the thing that ended the fight was not even a punch. I just open hand smacked him so fucking hard. Cat fight. And then the cops came, and then like I got more in trouble because. You know they're looking. But he at, hit you first, right? And my door, and my doorman was there, and he was like, "No, no, no, no let me explain what happened." Yeah. But they were like, you know, it was that was the last one. Did you get in trouble? Like, and then what? No, I was like, no, because the doorman was there. Go, here's the situation, and they're like, well, yeah. "What do you want to do?" Like, you could both press charge and all this kind of stuff. I was like, uh, "That's beyond not necessary." Yeah. I doubt he's coming back. And he was he the ex boyfriend of that girl? Yes. Where was the girl this time? She ran away. <laughs> She was, I think she Bye, was Justin. In, I'll see you later. I think she went to Spain that night. No, it was like <laughs> were you weren't you walking with her? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. He knew that we were hanging out, hanging out afterwards. But like, I never like I. She wasn't cheating on him with me. Oh my god, that's not you know. Guys are weird. But you know, not to sound all gladiator cavalier. Like this was certainly not like this was not you yeah. know some some something you welcomed thing it was just like it was like you know someone who couldn't fight tried to fight me and so i beat him up big deal yeah that's fun but fist fights are just never like <laughs> they they're not fun i mean i, I guess I, I i've never know. been in one so i can't say but there's been sometimes i've been so much less angry since i broke up with steven just mm-hmm. in general as a person him i'd like to fist fight yeah, yeah 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 i think he needs to get punched in the face to get humbled oh i'll do it uh, yeah but I'm, i don't wish him to get punched in the face i know but if um, we ever see him walking down the street i can punch him right? yeah okay well I, I well i don't know if this is a good idea to bring up i don't really care but um, the the thing that really kept me with that like angry at him was when he tried to sue me mm. and corinne for $130,000. Talk about feminine energy. Right? Yes. 
Yeah, suing is such a chick thing. But it's not. What it's are you, a, fucking chick? No, it's like walk away with your dignity. Like your chick was making it's more truly, money. Truly, that was, was the least proud move anybody could ever make. Your girl was making more money than you. You felt threatened by it. This whole thing like went down. It's like walk away. Now has, that I'm reading this away, book about Walk mas- away with your dignity. Yeah. Well, now that I'm reading this book about masculine and feminine energy, I will say one of the things that I would have done differently is not, I didn't rub it in his face by any means. I was just so proud of myself because I was, he knew how, he of all people, knew how broke I was. He had to pay for it. We couldn't go out to eat unless he paid. He had to pay my rent a couple months while we were to get, like truly, I was so broke. And uh, and when I started making money, I, I didn't flaunt it in his face, but I was just so happy and excited about it. And I, looking back, especially after reading this book, I see how that particular thing could have crawled under his skin and I feel like I could have it's his fault and it's not my it's Wait, no one's what, fault what could have crawled under his skin me making more money than him and and I and I, there was ways that I can now pinpoint it's just interesting for me just for future uh, that I can pinpoint where it's like alright Christina you just you know that used to scare me a lot a woman making more money than you? Like, if it's a significant amount, there's a jump. Yeah. Because, like, I like to facilitate and be... Yeah. Like, what I've learned, like but women, I get that. It's okay to want to feel needed in that way. I think that's healthy. After sure. reading this book, I'm like, oh, that's a healthy thing. That's not a toxic, toxic masculinity thing. I used to think it was. No, there's, like, a biological need to want to provide and take care of and protect and all those things. Like, you want to surround the woman that you're with and sort of, like, protect her and you want yeah. to take care of her. I think that's and just I a biological... And I want to be protected. Yeah, but... And then I realized, like, you know, it's not like, you know... I make a fine living but there's like you know there's so many ways that there's so many different ways to take care of somebody yeah you know there's taking care of them emotionally there's taking care of them sexually there's taking care of them you know just in terms of the, the feeling of safety to make comforting them uh like you were saying you want to learn from somebody if like yeah that's why i like when there's like an age gap because that that you know that the added few years of life experience allows you to facilitate in ways like i love being able to be like here let me show you how to open up let me show you how to like Time, time the stock stock market in a way right, so it's like right, you, right, could, right. you could make another 20% like I like I like yeah. doing shit like that no it's it's good and that, that also helps especially in a romantic situation it helps solidify the bond too because yeah. it's like you both have roles in this relationship yeah. and, and really like what she's saying in this book when the woman is a feminine energy and the man is a masculine energy you kind the woman's just give the woman is receiving and the guy's giving but everybody both people are happy with that and then as you if you stay together for a long amount of time, you can flip flop and kind of ebb and flow with that. And she talks about how uh, women later in life turn like their energy kind of turns and their masculine energy is at the forefront. And they'll like go and do like work later in life. And then the guy will be like, I'm just going to stay home. And everyone's fine with it because you kind of flip because men lose their testosterone. Uh, when? Because I'm praying for it. Like 50. Yeah. Okay. You want less testosterone? Oh my God. Why? I just I felt like it would like ease up a little bit i mean i get you know what i guess it's a good thing because it's the thing that probably keeps me fit and those things but yeah. it's like and or maybe that has to do with the reason i'd say but it's like god damn it i'm horny all the time <laughs> really <laughs> yeah yeah but like you get to have sex with people when you want really you kind of do yeah but at the same That's time cool. yeah but frivolous sexual acts are like you know the my desires for that are less and less yeah you're my, horny for connected sex well, that's another way of saying I want a relationship. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. That makes sense. But like you, it was satisfying to sleep with somebody this weekend. You know what I mean? Like that, yes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. I, I liked those, the people. I liked everybody. <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble. The person. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't people. <laughs> they were good. Well, I just pronouns. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I'm talking out of my asshole now. She was nice. She was nice. She's very sweet. But people, okay, this is something that's, uh, weird to talk about I don't think I've ever talked about this with you 
so many people ask me why we're not fucking or dating and it kind of annoys me okay because i'm like why don't project what you think we should do onto me that pisses me off i don't like that listen i get exactly why they say that right you could see all the things that line up right right however we have this wonderful friendship. Yeah, that, it's like, very special to me. We, it's very special to me. We have this wonderful friendship. I trust you. I care about you. I feel like, like I'm comfortable with our friendship the way it is. And yeah. it's like the, the 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 idea of fucking you does not. It's not not that I don't find you attractive. The idea of fucking you, would it's, you it's fuck not, me? No. Really? I'm being honest with you. If I would have, I, I if I was going to, I would have. Uh, uh-uh. I've, I have say in that too, you know? I, not like that. I I'm going to roof you and I, then I'm going to wait till you pass out. I would, does this wet rag smell funny? <laughs> would, yes, I, I would, but I won't. What? The, the, because, like, I value what we have. I dig it. <laughs> right, I right, I dig right. what we have, yeah. right? And at a certain point, like, I feel like, here's what's happened. Because, because the way our friendship started and I was not in a place where I was going to fuck anybody. Right. I let you in in this way where we, we did like this sort of self-helpy stuff together. Yeah, we and went then to we meetings together. Went to meetings and yeah. then we nurtured this friendship that has now become like a work friendship thing and it's valuable to me and now I think of you in this sort of like sisterly type of way yeah. where it's like, I, I, that's how I think of you. Like I think yeah. of you like family. Do I give up kid sister vibes? Corinne says I do. No. Oh, I don't? Nope. That's good, because I really don't I want lo- to. No I one wants to fuck their kid sister. There's also- unless it's a porn in which they really do. <laughs> <laughs> I think of I think of you I think of you as an equal and I like I think of you I think of you like a sister. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's not. And it's not the idea of like, you know, I know you're hot. Like, I think you're attractive. You know what I mean. You, do? you, have, you have you have great tits and ass. You're beautiful. Yes, of course. So would I? Here's my answer. If I didn't know you the way I know you, right. Not meaning like I know you too much to be like attracted to you. If right, I right. didn't know you the way I know you, <laughs> I've gotten a glimpse into your ship personality, and I'm out. <laughs> right. And if you and I were like, you know, if you and I were at a stand party or something like that, I'm like, oh, that's Christina Hutchinson. Yes, of course I would. Yeah. But I assume it's got to be the same way here. Yeah. Well, I uh, yeah, I guess I I. If you say I, I'm not tall enough for you. I'm gonna fucking leave this. You're button. too short, Justin. <laughs> you're too short. No, I never I never gave a shit about that. This guy I this guy I, I dated a while ago. I think he was shorter than you, and I, I don't give a fuck. When you're too tall, I'm, I'm like five right. eight. That's very brave of you to say. What's the difference? No, I'm just kidding. I'm comfortable in myself. That's why I can make fun of it. Yeah. I almost wish I, 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 there's something, I don't know, there's something preventing me from wanting to fuck you. And I think it's the friendship. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's interesting to me because like I have, I have uh, my other really good friend, Jeff, uh, straight guy, very attractive. I love him. I, but I've never, like when I think of like him, I'm like, like sexually, I'm like, Ugh! it's like a brother. Like it really, truly grosses me out. It doesn't make gross me out as much with you, but uh, there's just, there's like, um, you know, when you have two magnets and they're the same, uh, they're the same pole north, and they, north. and there's, it feels like there's a marshmallow in between them. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like when I try to picture myself fucking you. That's my boner you're feeling. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's very soft and gushy. <laughs> it's a marshmallow man. I'll boner. make out with you on drugs one day. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, what a lucky lady. But it's interesting too, because I don't, I think I was trying to think if I got like this with Jeff, um, when women would hit on him because he's very attractive, my friend Jeff. And I don't think I got protective. I don't get protective over you when women, like when we were out of the strip club, but I was like, this is weird. Uh, I'm all for having very uncomfortable conversations on a microphone. Uh, I did, I wasn't protective over you, but I wanted you to pay more attention to me than her. Is that weird? Uh, 
Like I don't know, no. and I'm trying to figure out why. Oh, that's interesting. I don't I, know. I why. always want to give you your space. You give me, you give me a great amount of space. But you I, also give me the amount of attention I want. Yeah, I give you. I try to give. I try to be attentive to you. You and you are right, but I also want to give you your space because I don't want you to feel like I'm smothering you and being overprotective of you. You're not. No, I never feel that because no. I always want you to be able to like go flirt with guys. And yeah, stuff. And yeah. I also know that I'm going to cock block you a lot if I'm too near. If I'm around you too much. Yeah, I don't I'm think you've co- ever cock blocked me. Right, I don't but think. I, right, but if you have to look at the outside perspective of how everybody sees us oh that's true comics like, thought yeah 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 I comics to, thought we were fucking everybody i have to overcompensate to be like just give her fucking space go over there even when, oh, right. even when we were at the tool concert and corinne was like walking 10 feet away because she was like you know in the clouds i was like D-d-d-d-d. like i get very like wait make sure she's okay yeah, so yeah, yeah, i have yeah. to be careful to like not smother right yeah 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 you, know? you don't you don't smother me i for sure um, yes. But yeah, I thought that was interesting because I was like, oh, what do I want to talk to Justin about on this episode? It was our weekend, but I was like, I kind of want to have this conversation with you. Just this is to, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. But like I, but like I, but I, I, it didn't, I didn't have to be careful to do this, but I had to just tell myself like, be nice to the girl, like be nice to her. Yeah. Like don't, because sometimes I can get in this weird zone with my, with guy friends mm-hmm. where I'm like, I'm not very kind i mean my version of unkind is still probably pretty nice yes to to women are trying to fuck them because i feel like the queen bee a little bit and i'm like ooh, that's a little that's a little fucked up for the ego like that i don't think that's no that's it no. is what it is but i'm like i don't like that yeah so there's a because i don't bit, act like that there's a little bit of your masculine side i the, guess so is that masculine yeah yeah I it's, guess. The, it's the protector in you yeah 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 listen you look at fucking lioness right they're in they're out on the they're out on the on the plains, right? Yeah, yeah. They got you know they're the, the hunters. They're out in the Sahara plains. They're the hunters, right? Yeah. They're powerful. You're a powerful woman, right? Yeah. We're at the table. It's like your bottles at the table. Like yeah. this is like you know if there's That's if, my if, bottle, if, bitch. So, if someone's scent is on that thing, it's your scent, right? Right. Okay. So and there's yeah. also people there. It's like they look up to you, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. even in even in like the nicest way, because you're not like that type of person. You're not sitting there puffing your chest out. Yeah. But that biologically, it's like there's that there's that there's that part of you. Of course. Yeah. It's interesting. You know. It's interesting to observe. Yeah. I don't know, but on Saturday. Uh, I noticed when we were walking from the comedy club to the pool place that we went to, the billiard place, mm-hmm. that uh, that you even said it like, "Oh, that guy was eyeing you up," and I was like, "Right, it's." I feel like I'm, I the there was like a shield around me that's no longer there. Get that cute top on though. Oh, I did. What was the top? Was it I? It was wearing? like the cut, black one that was cut up like this. Oh it had yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Panther on it. Or yeah, something yeah. It's like Beyonce. It was a Beyonce uh, sweatshirt. Of course it was. Um, from her, yeah. Um, from her Coachella thing. But anyway, um, but there were two dudes that came that I'm pretty. They were both straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that were at the show, and one guy was a stud. One guy, I but and you said you were you were saying one guy was a stud and I was attracted to him. I was like, he's hot, and he's not the one that you would kind of pick I, if the two were standing next to each other. No, it would no the guy the guy that was okay. One guy was, I'm just gonna say it, corny. He was corny. He was corny. He was corny. He kept like quoting rap lyrics, like he was the whitest guy i've ever seen like one of the white just like hey kids how you doing zippity zap i'm like oh buddy attractive guy but guy smiley yeah 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 corny and i was like okay just he was getting on my nerves it wasn't his fault but it was just like i don't like that energy from a guy and the other guy was hot but i you told me one of the he you were like uh 
oh that guy you think that guy's a stud and i thought you were talking about the corny guy and mm-hmm. i was like oh is that the guy that likes me damn it neither i'm saying anything guy. i just saw the body language of the one yeah. that you thought was more attractive i just saw yeah. it, like you know his body language seemed like he was a little more yeah well i'm know. trying to you know i'm trying to put these exercises that marion williamson is recommending in this book to so you action can get to you do just now <laughs> i'm not even trying to get to i do i just want something meaningful and there's no and i'm realizing i've realized this a while ago but i still i think i have more work to do on this but it's okay to want a relationship like it's fine it's not needy to want a relationship just be very upfront you know what i mean it's not needy to not want something casual like i i almost i'm a big i play i try to play it cool so much and it just does not serve anybody around me including myself mostly myself and so i'll try to like deny like i'll think i'm lame for wanting something meaningful and that's not lame no of course not it's i'm a human being Look at all the other aspects of your life where there's all this meaning and value in it. So much. That's going to be the one that's like of highest importance. Yeah. 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 Think about it. Yeah. And it's, I'm at a place where I think you said this earlier, where uh, I'm really proud of myself with where mm-hmm. I'm at. I'm really happy. And it would be cool to share that with somebody. Yeah. But I, I, but I currently, I don't feel empty because I'm not sharing it with anybody. Like I feel very whole. It's exciting. Can I say something? Yeah. I know there's a lot on that list there. Oh, no, it's just... We have such a fun, fortunate fucking life. Dude, we've said that... You've said this to me and I've said this to you like so much because the the week started with the Tool concert. Let's get into this. Thank you so much for suggesting that we all go yes, to the Tool concert. Yes, yes, My favorite band of all time. Favorite band of all time. Live. I know... Obviously, I know of Tool. I've listened to them, but I'm not like... I started getting into them because I knew we were going to this concert. How it, great was that show? Oh, my God. It was me, you... Big J, Christine, Luis Gomez, Mike Fanoia, Corinne. Corinne Fisher, Andy Fiore. Andy Fiore. Am I missing anybody? This is somebody else. Sorry if I'm missing Jacob you. from the Bonfire. Oh, yeah, Jacob was there. Um, and we fucking Joe were. Joe DeRosa. Oh, and oh my God, DeRosa. Who also was who like, wasn't gonna go. I don't give a shit. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm like, dude. And 20 minutes in, he goes, dude, I love it. I'm all in. It's so. So, what's the. Okay, so talk about a little bit what the, that's behind their music. There's math behind their music, there's like the science of life behind their music. It's crazy. So, they're, they're very psychedelic and very heavy. And some of the most talented musicians in all of metal, and they're the sort of the ultimate progressive metal band. And they follow a lot of awkward time signatures, meaning that songs aren't just in one, two, three, four, one, two. They move into these different time signatures, and they do interesting things where a lot of their the philosophical themes of the song, which have to do with self-realization and uh, following Carl Jung's theory of self-evolution uh, and things like that, they the some of the songs will actually fall in line with things that are referenced in those theologies. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the, Fib- the Fibonacci sequence, which is a series of numbers that is a spiral, which basically is like what all life comes from. So if you look at the crown of your head, the way the hair goes is in a spiral and a seashell mm. and things like that, right? And Ooh, so geez. basically there's a mathematical equation to that. And like while he's singing about you know spinning on a spiral in this song lateralis that has to do with you know evolving into a higher form of life you know the 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 the, the time code is written in the fibonacci sequence and then they incorporate all the alex gray art who's this visionary oh artist my God. and all the videos and all the the imagery they're showing everything just sort of falls in line together and it's 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 got such complexity and his voice is so beautiful and the talent of just danny carey as a drummer and justin chancellor and adam jones they're just so 
fucking good that I, I don't know any other band where you go to a show like that and you're like, yeah, they've checked every box here. Everything is thought through and like they sound unbelievable and if you like heavy shit it's a mix it's melodic and heavy and beautiful and the songs are 11 minutes long and they're jammy yeah and i don't know how you even if you didn't like that genre of music i don't know how you could go and just be sitting in what we were sitting in in the eighth row and not just be taken by it it's yeah. like going to the planetarium it was um, unreal and we got to the venue we didn't know where our seats were going to be yeah and we wanted just best available when we got there and we realized we were eight, on the floor eight rows away from the stage yeah. It was fucking amazing. I took a mushroom chocolate uh, pretty much when we got to the venue. Mm-hmm. Seeing Tool on mushrooms, the specifically the mushrooms that I do, because they're more intense, you know. Oh, I know. And uh, it, it, I feel like it unlocked something, like an extra, like a bonus layer in my head. And yeah. ever since that concert, I just feel wiser. I feel calmer and I feel more at ease and I just feel more relaxed. I don't know. Something, usually when I do those mushrooms, it, it kind of like is a little uh, chiropractic adjustment for my soul a little bit. But this well was totally, oh my God. I, I I couldn't believe the impact of that show, specifically on psychedelics. Yeah, Jesus it's, Christ. It's really impactful. Yeah. I love that band. And it, the, but the fact that we all went together and then we went back to my and house that, after. that was so like, special. We have this incredible group of friends. We get to do this stuff together. Everybody's artists. We travel all over the country. It's just, it's such an awesome, fortunate life to have. Yep. And I don't, like, listen, my brothers, like, I love them to death, but it's like, they work hard all week, party on the weekends. It's like, for us, it's just sort of like doing, like, what, like, if I had a choice work of doing. Par- work and play are more married for us yeah there's a confluence between the two good word word. is that your favorite word the joining of two rivers into one oh wow who got wet Mm -hmm. that's yeah the tool concert was fun and then hanging out afterwards was fun and corinne was so fucking cute cute. oh my god she comes i love her she's laying on my bed with my dog and holding her and crying yeah yeah oh chiquita's an old lady chiquita i know well you were telling me about oh my god the most most sad but it was really beautiful the story of putting your other pitbull pacino yeah and actually we're in my friend dan's house in la dan dunn dan dunn who is good friends with Maynard from Tool, who actually took me to- Which is fucking insane. Who took me- Maynard's the lead singer. Yes. And he had a mohawk on and he was creeping. He was. It was the most erotic. It was the- se- I was he so looked- wet. He is so sexy. Yeah. He was creeping. He had clown makeup and this spiky ass mohawk. And he was just like creeping on stage. Like he was like the big bad wolf. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, he's like sinister, right? Mm. He's like taking the amps and moving them oh. around. He like plays he was, with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. But um, yeah, we put like my, my, you know, I came out to LA after I had my CBS show and I bought a Jeep. And, and your CBS show was called Dogs in the City? Yeah, yeah. So true. you had a show, your own show on CBS, which is a huge fucking deal where yeah. you trained, yeah, I trained people's dogs yeah, and you're tra- so good at it. Thank you. It yeah. was like, yeah, I did it today. It was like the dog, it's like, you know, the dog whisper on steroids where it's like, you yeah. know, put a $500,000 per episode budget on that kind of thing. It was yeah, that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came out here, I bought a Jeep, I brought my pit bull out and I used to take Buna, Dan's dog and Pacino to Joshua Tree every weekend and I would do mushrooms and, you know, listen to Tool. I was walking around yeah, and all this stuff yeah. and then like, you know, he got cancer and like, you know, we were in this house together. And Pacino, you were saying though, when you were describing to me how special that dog is, yeah. like what about him was amazing? I never got to meet Pacino. So I... I love everybody's dog, and I'm certainly not the person who's like my dog. You don't understand my dog's better than your. I don't yeah, do that. Yeah, you're like, not biased I don't, like think, that. I don't think my dog is like the prettiest or this or that. But you know, a lot of time when 
his nat- he just had this giving, loving nature where he was the friendliest, happiest, just like he would run up to homeless people on the street and just start licking them. And all you had to do Aww. was like say his name. And he was so good natured and so sweet and so loving and just so eager to please that I'd never met a dog. Was like some like Chiquita, my female, is very generous in terms of giving affection. Like when we're all sitting in the house, even though she's old and she can barely walk, like she can't sit still because she's got to go to this person and check on them and this person. Yeah, she's yeah. got this like mama. She's nurturing. She's nurturing. She has this mamaing energy. He was this one where it was like, no, 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 don't stop petting me, don't stop petting me, don't stop petting me. So it's like if you come into my house, like he immediately, he's a big, strong people, jumps on your lap and like crawls into a ball. Like he's oh, trying to get into your room or something. Yeah. He's like, everyone was like, if you like just was like, no, 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 I got a dog because I want something to love me. Like if you're yeah. a codependent lunatic, like, like this me? was a dog for you. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, I, I'd never met a dog that was that, that engaging and in seeking people's affection, but doing it in a way that was so polite where it's like yeah. he would sit there and look at you and ask permission. And that, that's something we actually had to work on because you could teach dogs patience and things. Because in the beginning, like I used like, you know, he would, he cracked my mom's tooth because he would jump up to kiss her and he was mm. so strong. He would like slam her chin. Yeah, it's their like, skull, Pitbull's heads are, woo. Yeah. My so, mom got a concussion from her Pitbull from, <laughs> from his head. Yeah. 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 So we had to work on, you know, teaching him patience and all that kind of stuff and making him sit. And we, and you know, that was something like I really worked on with him as being, you know, dog trainers like I kind of know how to do that thing but it like once you know he hit adulthood and he understood that in order to get this I must do this first Mm -hmm. he just was like I mean we would go to the airport and he'd be off leash and you have to go through the metal detector and this is before this is like a few like you know in the past five years that's gotten like you know no one gives a shit yeah this is your service dog that's growling and everybody and like you just shit the floor yeah so you get a vest for any dog these days right he would just go through the I'd be but you know I'd be go and then he and I'd be like Pacino look and he'd turn he'd sit down he'd lay down and he would just sit there and his tail was wagging he was so just eager to please and just interact it was just he was just really special yeah like Buna is like that yeah you know, Buna's, the dog, yeah the dog Dan's dog Dan's who dog I met yesterday and today because we're in his house oh my god what a special dog She's, and they the two of them were she inseparable is a light and when we we put it we had this wonderful woman come here and put him down and we put this put nice Pacino down yeah, and I was so at peace with it at that point because I was living with him with the cancer, and it was like it was it was time, and I was like, I'm gonna know exactly when it's time. He's not gonna suffer. The second I know, I'm gonna know. And How I, do you know when the dog's suffering? The, I mean, he was really slowing down, and I was just like, you know, he'd have these good moments and then bad moments. Were really tired, and then like I came home, and there was just like <sighs> like the struggling to oh, breathe. Oh yeah. And Dan was in the house. He's like, I had to go out for an hour, and Dan was like he's ready to go and I came back to the house and I looked at him and the second I looked at him we called this vet who comes to the house she was so sweet what was it was there something about the look that Pacino gave you right before you called the vet that like, you were like I knew you just saw in his eyes he was finished yeah, yeah. He, he just looked like there was this vacancy in his eyes where mm-hmm. it was like almost like the life was getting Already stuck leaving him, I'm yeah. like I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna let him suffer for another another minute and yeah. I mean it was another minute it was another 60 minutes because an hour later she was there we laid him down on the bed. He was like really having trouble breathing. She was like, you're doing this exactly at the right time because his circulation's so bad, I'm having trouble finding a vein. They put oh the first shot in and then it's just like, he just was snoring and sleeping. And Dan, who's in the other room, was just laying on him and petting and crying. And I wasn't really crying. I was just so at peace at that point because I was like, this you dog- You see the beautiful life he lived. This dog 
gave so much to me and like my job like my job was just to make sure that I did this with integrity and I just did right by him yeah and I just had and he just died and then they put the second shot in after we said goodbye I thanked him for everything that he gave me I told him I loved him and I and like he, oh he loved to swim like remember when we went to the dog beach yeah we used to take this dog we me and my friend Christian who is the uh, the cameraman from Dogs in the City I, when I came out here he, he was a guy who went from New York to LA also just to like live this outdoor lifestyle and I have all these videos of like we would go on these surfing trips and we would go all the way out to Huntington and when you have to go out past those waves they're big waves and you go out like yeah. you're, out, you're out like a few hundred yards he would just swim out there with us did not give a shit about the waves would circle around all the surfers like oh my God. he could just stay out there forever <laughs> yeah and so like it was really you know, special it was really special so we put him down and then Buna you know she had to say goodbye to him so we let yeah. her out of this room did she know that what was happening you think so I it was exactly dogs I've seen are very it. sensitive to illness at least in humans I witness it. yeah yeah so I she knew for a while that things were wrong with him because like there'd be times where he was having like whenever he'd be struggling a little bit physically like she'd be right there with him and Aww. she'd be like nurture, like she knew what was going on so this, yeah. it's not like we just like you know Here, here's your dead friend it wasn't like that <laughs> but we let we your let, friend died sorry right. so we let her out of the room and she sniffed him and she sniffed in his ears and then just sort of went about about her business like she understood yeah um and she was like you know dogs are like they don't have you know she was sad because afterwards like she kept laying in his bed and like sniffing it like she missed him yeah or she, she had grown accustomed to him always being there and they were they were really close but um they gave me his ashes the next day and i went into the ocean and i took his ashes and i have some of them you know i have some of them in my house but i took the ashes and i just threw his ashes into the oh, ocean yeah and anytime i go someplace where it's like a place that we love to go together like when if i go to ojai like i take a little bit of his ashes and I just sprinkle them Aww. in the places i love and like whenever i kind of just if i ever want to get romantic about it in my head and i look at the ocean i'm like all right he's like if you think about you know his energies in there yeah, he's infinite and then you know chiquita's you know, she's older, so, like, you know, people are like, you should get another dog, and I'm like, when she's ready to go, she'll go, and then I'll get two more, and I just yeah. feel like it's like, you know, people who love, people who love, like, dogs need people who love dogs. Yes. And when people are like, you know, I can't deal with this, when we had to put my last dog down, it was too much for me, it's like, fuck that, like, go to a shelter, get another one, because, like, they need, like, there's a lot more dogs in shelters with and people who are like, you know, it was really sad, and I don't think I could deal with that again. It's like, deal with it again. You're going to yeah. have, God it willing, you'll have 12 you about, to 15 years of, like, yeah. loving this animal. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, it's so worth it. For, yeah. the, the heartache of, of an animal dying is, is something that's unparalleled to anything else, I think, but uh, but it's worth it, for but sure. If, but if you make your peace in it, like, I know, I understand the course of their lives, and my job in their life is just to give, to make it as good as possible, and yeah. it's like, what, you, what are you going to fight biology? Yeah, I think if you God adopt a dog, yeah, you know when I do, when I do end up adopting a dog, I, I want to go into it no understanding, and I think I will because I already do uh, that. You know, the dog will live out its life, and you will enjoy it, and th you'll both be happy, and then until it runs its course, and that's yeah. that's how life works. It just sucks their batteries run out, and like yeah, you yeah. know, that, that's it. They sick. They, they you know around the average of like twelve to fifteen is what you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I have the Danes like Steven. Oh Not my God, his with, Great Danes. His Great Danes, like those dogs, like if they live to 10, it's amazing. And he just keeps getting them and getting them and getting them because he loves them. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, who has a life like those dogs? Yeah. Jesus. Oh my God, <laughs> lucky fucks. Better yeah. life than me. Uh, well, not really, but you know, they have a good life. They do. Um, before... You, I want you to promote stuff, but I want to say the next episode that I'm doing is going to be on childhood trauma. Ooh. And I wanted to ask the people who listen to this podcast, the, the, the email if you want to write me is the voices in our heads podcast at gmail.com. And if you are so inclined, I won't share your name 
or any at all but i i kind of want at the end of the episode i want to read off some of the things that people have been through in childhood that were traumatic um and just like in like two to three sentences just sum it up if you if you are so inclined and i kind of want to just like group them together and read it out in a list because it's it's one of the things that doing guys we fucked has made me realize is we have all been through some heavy shit and the one thing that sucks when you are going through it is thinking that you're the only one yeah that that is such an that can be such an isolating feeling and it is so far from the truth so that's why if you have been through a traumatic childhood and you want to sum it up to me and i'll read it out loud i won't read your name the voices in our heads podcast at gmail.com justin where can we find you and what would you like to plug okay well the easiest is to go on my instagram at i am justin silver and my website is i am justin silver.com i'll be on the road a bunch i have a show called We're Not Banging. Oh, you do? With Christina Hutchinson. When's the next one? We do it monthly. The next one is January 16th at the most beautiful comedy club in New York City, The Stand. And we have Robert Kelly on this one. Oh, my God. Jessica Kirsten. Oh, my God. um, Jim Florentine. Florentine, And then a... Somebody else. Maybe. Yeah, we have to find another woman on it. It's a very very male-female show. Christina and I go... uh, We go up together on the show. Um, I have two pot... Well, I have three. I have another one coming out. Ooh. Yes, I have... Um, no disrespect comedy podcast. podcast it's all bits it's almost like a variety show it's myself and comedian Mike Vecchione with all these different comedians on it you can so funny. watch that on YouTube or download it anywhere you get podcasts I have another show called Neurotica which is the search for good sex inner peace and the perfect hand sanitizer it is sh- it's not that dissimilar to this where we talk about you know a lot of touchy feely things and the yeah. honest stuff and the human condition and in my attempt to sort of try better yourself fix my own mishigas in my head I'm like hey Ooh, good word here's my it's Yiddish here's my my trials and tribulations as I try to go through the world a little bit more gracefully. So it's that kind of thing. And I appreciate when people listen to that one. And then because I have all this dog information and I'm sick of just going on dog training session, dog training session, dog training session, I'm starting a new podcast called The Language of Dogs, which is I'm going to basically explain everything I've learned from and about dogs over the past 15 years Mm -hmm. and attach a Patreon to it where people can ask me whatever questions they want. I'll do video demonstrations so that, you know, people can get the i have all this information that i just want to share reach a larger audience yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. so that'll be and if you just i'll be posting about all that stuff everything really runs through my instagram and i've seen justin's miracle dog training in in action when he trained my parents pitbull my mom is very ill she's very weak and so she can now walk their pitbull zach because he doesn't pull her yeah because she has a bad shoulder bad neck bad everything and now she can walk the dog without pull and you did that in fucking one hour yes you did it in like you did in 20 minutes yes this is amazing. Yeah, you just have to know how to do it. So that's it. All right. Thanks, Justin. Thank you. You want to go back? Yeah, let's go fuck. Okay. Thank you.